0: Now that last night's storm clouds had cleared, it was one of those picture-perfect spring days. I put the sunroof down and felt a warm glow on my neck and shoulders. Every garden I passed seemed to be bursting with flowers. I could almost smell the blossoms. As I drove, I sang along with Sheryl Crow on the radio. Twenty minutes later, I was stretched out on our Redwood lounge chair, clad in my size two bikini and tropical suntan oil, with a diet soda by my right hand and cell phone at my left. My cat, Stella, was lying beneath my chair, lazily licking her orange fur, while remaining alert for any stray butterflies or bumblebees that might need chasing. Thumbing through the latest issue of Lucky Magazine, I began planning all the clothes I would buy to wear in Hawaii. I wanted to find a really hot red dress. I considered red my signature color, and not just because it looks fabulous with my shoulder-length dark hair. Red is center stage, and that's always where I like to be. I had the volume on my boombox cranked up. I guess that's why I didn't hear the doorbell. What got my attention was a head appearing over the back gate, a male head, a cop's head. The cop barked, If you turned down that damn music, you'd know I was ringing your bell. I glared at him and reached over to turn down the volume. I recognized him immediately, and my defenses went up. He was the jerk who had given me a long lecture and a speeding ticket two weeks earlier. Anyway, there aren't that many cops in Burlingame, one of the many suburban communities strung along the bay between San Francisco and San Jose. Burlingame's finest regularly patrolled the neighborhood around the high school, so they were recognizable to all of us. "'My mother isn't home,' I said, hoping to deflect him. Ignoring my comment, he opened the gate and strode into the backyard. Behind him, the gate swung shut with a loud clang he stomped over to my chair and stood there, giving me the usual badass cop stare as if I had just robbed a liquor store or something. He was 30 or so and sort of cute, but he had that burly body and accusatory attitude they all have. Now how could you know I want your mother? He asked. Why would you want me? I said, putting on my impassive face, the one I'd learned to use when dealing with my father or jerks like him. You're blocking my son. He didn't move, just continued to stare at me. Why is it that cops always make you feel guilty, even if you haven't done anything wrong? I sighed and reached for a shirt to pull over my bikini top. His chilly gaze made me uncomfortable. It definitely wasn't the admiring stare I was used to getting from guys. Stella came out from under the chair and rubbed up against his ankles, and he knelt down to stroke the soft fur under her chin. Cats have no loyalty. Well, it just so happens you're right, he said, if your mother is Diane Mitchell. Remind me what your name is again. Ashley, I said. Ashley Marie Mitchell. Why are you looking for my mother? He ignored my question, the way cops do. I'm Officer Strobel, Ashley, and I need to talk to your mother right away. Where is she? Matter office, I suppose. Look, I've turned down the music. That should satisfy the old busybody next door. I picked up Stella and tried to stroke her, but she struggled to get free, so I let her go. She stalked away and arranged herself on a sunny patch of grass, just out of reach, her whiskers twitching as she actively ignored us both. I'm not here about a noise complaint. I need to see your mother. Is she here? She's at her office. I repeated slowly, as if speaking to a half-wit. That's where she always is, the Simmons Company in Redwood City. She's not there, and they're looking for her. Any other ideas? Has something happened to her? Are you trying to say she's been in an accident? He was making me uneasy, though I didn't want to show it. There have been no accidents reported. I waited for him to say something more, but he didn't. What was he after?